Hello and welcome to Talk Chinese, where we teach you Chinese with ease. My name is Xiaolan, and I'm going to teach you a useful phrase of Chinese every day. In this episode, it's your Christmas. We are going to learn how to say the names of different countries. We have Melissa Bethel.、Uh, Melissa, she is the managing director of Bank Capital, mother of four. Hi, Melissa. Hello, Xiaolan. 你好你好 Right in your work and life as well, you have to travel quite a lot. And I know you are born in Taiwan and you moved to America. Should we start teach people how to say America? Absolutely. 美国美国美国美国美 is beautiful. America is a beautiful country, and you probably guessed. Um, 国 is country or kingdom.、Mm-hmm. 美国美国 And some people ask me why America is beautiful. How about other countries? Are they not beautiful?、Um, it's actually not about the meaning; it's the sound.、Mm-hmm. Because when, when of course, the countries came up in the different centuries,、um, Chinese people had to find a way to describe those countries. And America, uh, uh, it's sort of a, a different sound, a very difficult sound in Chinese. So they they pick up America, me. A similar sound to describe America, so they say it's beautiful country, 美国美国 Yes. Then when they came across in the 18th, 17th century, when they came across other countries such as England, and they pick up England, in the first syllables, then they they say 英国英国 to describe England. So 英国英国 So let's guess what's France then, if We were the ancient Chinese guy, Chinese people, and we first came across those、um, people with beard and ginger hair coming from France. So what do we call them? 法国法国 exactly <laughs> yes. So 法国、uh, that's France and a German German a、uh, Germany. Nowadays we call Germany, but in the olden days they called them、uh, Deutsch, right?、Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Deutsch. So Deutsch, in a way, oh gosh, that there's no similar sound like Deutsch in Chinese. So they came out with something called 德国德国德国 So now we have four countries: 美国 America, America, 美国英国 England, England, 英国法国 France, France, 法国德国 Germany. Yay! That's Germany, and so let's guess now. 法国 France. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sure you know that. I'm just testing the audience. Okay, let's guess another one. 美国 Okay, 美国 is America, and how about 中国 Oh, oh, sorry, I didn't teach that one. Uh, 中国 is China. 中 is middle because Chinese people they believed in ancient time they believed they were the middle of the world, so the middle kingdom. Is 中国中国中国 All right. Um, the character 国 is very interesting. No, absolutely. I think um, in some ways, um, as you experience with Chinese, the Chinese characters are full of history and meaning, and you can deduce, you know, what the character is trying to describe by looking at its composition. And the word for country traditionally is written with almost a square on the outside. Which signifies, you know, a country with borders that That's you know,、right. one defends, and then inside, you know, you would have under the 
um, old traditional language, individual pieces, you know, of the um, strokes that would signify, you know, what a country naturally did. Um, I used to remember there was also in the olden way of writing it a little um, little ko inside. That's right. To yeah. uh, sim- signify, you know, People, people, population, population. That's right. Open mouths. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's from a emperor's perspective, I think. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So the character for country, Guo, it's uh, as Melissa described, is uh, like a border surrounded with a population inside, and in the simplified Chinese, there's a jade inside. Mm-hmm. Um, jade is the symbol in ancient China. Um, only like emperors or the noble families could um, could own because that was very precious and that's the symbol for the uh, the ruling uh, level ruling class so with a jade inside the surround that's guo right since, since you travel so much which country uh, did you appreciate either for work or for holiday they have very different culture but that's the beauty of you know living at this moment in time and place of where we live, the world, it feels like it's become a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about, you know, when I first you know, moved to America as a six-year-old um, over 30 years ago, you know, you were lucky if you were able to travel back to China, you know, once every three or four years. Mm-hmm. Now we seem to do it um, at least once a year, if not, you know, more frequently for business and other type of, uh, other type of means of, of being able to get, you know, physically there. Living here in Europe also is such a blessing because you are able to, within a two-hour flight, be in so many different countries and so yes. many different cultures, and, and languages to, and languages, <laughs> and yep. being able to to introduce that to your children and also experience that firsthand. I feel very blessed to be living at the moment in time that we all live in, mm-hmm. in some ways. I mean, a lot of that cultural sharing. Yes, yes, and then uh, um, to describe the people. For example, people in America, and in English we say American. In Chinese, it's actually very straightforward. We just put 人 behind 美国. So if you want to describe your friends who are Americans, you say 美国人. How about um, people from France, French? We say 法国人. 法国人, 英国人, 德国人. So all you need to do is to add 人, which is person, or people, behind the name of the country. Easy. Sounds so logical when you explain it. (laughs) (laughs) It is logical. We say Chinese is easy. Thank you very much, Melissa, for sharing with us today. Thank you for listening to Talk Chinese, where we teach you one useful phrase of Chinese every day. Today, we learn how to describe five different countries and people from those countries. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to rate us, review us, and be sure to share what you've learned. Until next time, 再见! 再见!